And then there was football. Welcome back, everybody. It is finally week one in the NFL season. You are listening to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. If you're following along at home, this is episode number 160 or season four, episode 10. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And you can hear just the excitement in our voices. COVID be damned. I don't care if the stadium is empty. I don't care if I have to go buy my own beer and I actually have to pay $12 for a six pack instead of $12 for a single cup. There is going to be football on the television. I am psyched. We have been working all year as if this was going to happen. What did we say the whole time? We don't know if there will be football, but we're going to prepare like there will be. We did. We did say that several times. Several times. So here we are. We have the week one metric in place. I'm already angry at it. We'll get to that. (laughs) We have America's favorite game ready to go. It is time to talk football. But first, we got to start where we always start, don't we? We do. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I am drinking a pumpkin beer. Now, I will say, sadly, I did not have a chance today because my day was a lot crazier than I thought it would be to go get Rosemary's Baby. Well, don't you have that first one live anyway? That's what I really want to do. So, you know. Every time we've had a day that we could go to two roads, it's rained. It's rained, and they closed the hop yard. Um, So, hey, by the way, last week, I was not here last week. You guys did a fantastic job, but you did make one mistake. What happened? You brought up fall beers. And you failed to play the music. <laughs> you gotta play the you gotta play the pumpkin beer music. <clears throat> that's whenever we talk is, about pumpkin beers. That is a fair assessment. Uh, so so there, that's my criticism. <laughs> this week, so what do you got? I have a pumpkin beer by Elysian. Elysian? Did I say that right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, the uh, night owl guys. Yes. This is called Puncachino. It is a coffee pumpkin ale. It's in a bottle, oh. so there's no there's not gonna be a little crack noise, but there's a little. I feel like we yeah. had that once upon a time in one of our first season episodes or we'll something similar. Now, we, we definitely we, had a pumpkin we've, porter. We drank a lot of coffee. beer on this podcast. So yeah, we've drank a lot of beer. That's why I write them down. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I use Untapped. You know what? I should just do that, huh? I could just look at Untapped and see if I have Puncachino so, registered. <clears throat> I, now, I don't remember if I did have this beer, but going by me drinking it right now, this is probably in the top five pumpkin beers because really i i enjoy coffee and coffee beers i enjoy pumpkin this literally tastes like an iced pumpkin coffee okay and for me for that kind of beer it's really good okay i do have a check-in for pumpkachino how long uh uh, october hold on i'm looking for i just saw it october 20th 2018 Hmm. so it's been almost two years since i had it but according to this, I had one at my house with my wife. It was not she, on the podcast. She probably liked it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she did. <clears throat> there's, there's a strong chance you're the one who gave us the bottle. So <laughs> so, so you have you had it? You, you, have you tried it yet? Or Yes. Yeah, Give us a review. Is, it's, it's like drinking an iced pumpkin coffee. There's nice. Very, like, there's very little flavor saying that this is a beer, <clears throat> if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Pumpkin, 
coffee and very smooth. I'm not a porter guy or a stout guy, so you know it, it's hard for me. And I am not drinking tonight, and I'll tell you why I'm not drinking tonight. has nothing to do with my anxiety and all that fun stuff. Tomorrow night is the kickoff. Well, when this releases, we're recording on Wednesday. This will release Thursday morning. By the time you folks are hearing this, it will be time for the Chiefs, the defending world champion Kansas City Chiefs, to get ready to host the Houston Texans. And I have every intention <laughs> of having – one to 17 alcoholic beverages tomorrow night as I watch the game. Did you take Friday off? I did not. I did not. And if I recall, I have a meeting on Friday that I actually have to be conscious for. Oh, You've got dear. me going into my calendar now looking. Let's see. Did I have anything booked for Friday? Am I an idiot? Because that would have been foolish of me. <laughs> oh, why is my, my – I hate when my, my calendar insists on giving me day by day. Like, here's your day on Thursday. I don't want to see Thursday. Oh, I do. I have a 10 a.m. on Friday. Oh, no. Oh, and it's 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 an important one. Oh, okay. Well, either way, I'm going to have some drinks tomorrow night. But let's get to some burning hot takes. All right, so I'm not even going to ask. I'm giving tonight. All right. I'm in a giving mood. So a couple. The, the season is now upon us, which if you haven't been listening so far, hey, the season's upon us. It is. Um, Craig, top of your head. Mm-hmm. One name, and then I give you like 30 seconds to explain the fantasy MVP. And here's the one rule mm-hmm. it can't be a quarterback. <clears throat> it can't Go. be a quarterback. Right. Who's the fantasy MVP this year? Wow. Fantasy MVP. That is a good one. You know, and I'm going to wind up, you know, repeating myself because I think I mentioned this in our receiver uh, roundtable. But for me, I think. Tyler Boyd is just in the perfect position to have his best year ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for me, he is going to be the fantasy MVP because I still think a lot of people have him underrated. So if you are in, say, the 12th, 13th round and you see Tyler Boyd sitting there, but I I don't think he's going to be there. But if he is, definitely Mm -hmm. draft him uh, because it's clicking in practice between him and Burrow. Again, like I mentioned before, he's a slot receiver. That was Burrow's favorite target in college. He's just he's he's due. So, I, I'm I'm my ticket is punched. I'm on the train. Nice. It's Joe Mixon. I just <laughs> I I'm telling you, this is this is it. And this is I swear to God, if this, if he botches this year or he gets hurt, I will over. get off. The, I well <laughs> that see here's the thing. Yep. Historically, when I get off the train is when people do well. Okay. All right. That's that's what happens. <laughs> so you know, if this is my last year on the train, you should be happy about that. So, but I, my my fantasy MVP, preseason MVP, is going to be Joe Mixon. I just have a feeling. I think Cincinnati is going to be offensively way better than they've been. I think the just the presence of Joe Burrow adds a star to that offense. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, if they were a retro bowl team, they'd go from three star to four star instantly with him just walking through the door. So That's a good analogy. That's a good analogy. By the way, have you watched Bleacher Reports? Have you watched um, Gridiron Heights yet for this? this I, I this did not watch one? it yet. Okay, Joe Burrow makes a brief appearance in it, mm-hmm. and he has the lighter, squeakier voice, as all of them do. <laughs> uh, we also get to hear the Kyler Murray not-baby voice. <laughs> oh, um, wow. And he, so- he sounds like the guy who voiced Chef on South Park, Isaac Hayes. He oh. sounds like Isaac Hayes. Nice. He's got, like, all of a sudden, he went from sounding like a baby to having this super deep voice. But Joe Burrow walks around with a cigar in his mouth. (laughs) 
and I don't get the reference. Is he a cigar uh, guy so or something? After the after the champ, I think it was after the championship game. There's a shot of him in the locker room on a like a I think it was on a like a folding chair, and he's just sitting there in his uniform, no helmet, just smoking a cigar. He's walking around in Gridiron Heights with just a cigar dangling out of the corner of his mouth. It was actually pretty funny. Yeah, but so, it, all right. he's, um, I have to say, like, I've read what other players have said about him, and he's he has literally taken over that team. Like, and that's they, what you want to hear out of rookies. They, that's what you, you know, want and think about to that. hear. He's 20, what, 1, 2, and he remember, already has the entire team, like, behind him. So do do you remember when Ryan Leaf came out and everybody was like, yeah, we see him, but you know, he left practice early today and nobody knows why. And he walks out on meetings and just doesn't come back. And like you're doing the right things. It it, it usually works out. So, all right. What have you got for me today in terms Uh, of questions? So what I got for you is another quarterback question for a guy who's, who's no longer a rookie. He's, I think this is his third season. Yeah. He's drafted in 2018. It would be, it would be Josh Rosen. Oh God, poor Josh guy. Josh Rosen is now a Buccaneer. Yeah. Um, well, he's on the practice squad, right? He's on the practice squad of the Buccaneers. Yeah. Do you think, like, does he have any chance to like come back and actually start again, or is he? You think he's just done? I think. First off, for anybody who's saying who's saying that he's a threat to Tom Brady, he didn't make the roster. So he wasn't a threat to Ryan Griffin, who was their third quarterback. He's not a threat to Tom Brady. Don't forget, this team also has still has Blaine Gabbert on it. That's true. I can't believe he still plays, actually. This team this team is such a mix of young and old. We have Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> we have Chris Godwin and Tom Brady. We have Ronald Jones and LaShawn McCoy. Well, we should get a little younger. All right, well, then let's pick up Leonard Fournette. What the hell? I, it's, I, 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 half this team needs to be in bed after Wheel of Fortune is done because they've got to get up in the morning so they can get their senior coffee. Um, so, I, you know what? I don't know that he's done, um, but I don't think he's going to get an op- opportunity in Tampa. He would need an injury to happen to somebody in that second tier. Like Gabbert or Griffin would have to have an injury um, and, and for him to move into that spot, mm-hmm. but barring Tom Brady going down and then Blaine Gabbert going down like a week later, I don't see he's going to have an opportunity. He's basically just become Dan Orlovsky. He's going to float around. He's had a shot. It didn't work out. He's going to float around. He's just a much higher draft pick than Dan Orlovsky. So what do you think? Is he, is he got, is he going to bounce back from this? Uh, same thing. I think he's, for him to bounce back, he would have to wind up in the exact right position at the right time, like with the right coach and team. And like and I said, that's I not Tampa. And I don't think that's Tampa, especially with Brady that uh, with Brady there, because you know Brady's. If Brady doesn't get hurt, he is probably going to play until he's forty-five. Yeah, I mean the guy's so. got a great physical conditioning. It'll be it'll be very interesting to see Tampa and New England are without a doubt in my mind the non-football well the football based outcome that's not really a football story story and mm-hmm. that makes any sense how Tampa does and how the Patriots do are very secretly going to be on every reporter's watch list that's true does can Brady win without Belichick can Belichick win without Brady what if, what if they both go like 500 then what like 
Is that proving the, the point that they need each other? <laughs> the silence is because my brain just locked up. <laughs> um, I don't. I think there are going to be people who try to make that con- draw that conclusion. I don't think that's a fair conclusion to draw. I don't. Right. But you know, no offense. Joe Montana changed teams and took the t- t- took the Chiefs in a fir- his first year to the AFC ch- Championship. So that's true. Just saying. <laughs> that is true. Just saying. So, all right. Question the third and final. Mm-hmm. I was going to save it for for final thoughts, but let's just get it out of the way. Right now, Super Bowl 55. <laughs> presuming we have a full season, mm-hmm. give me your Super Bowl 55 matchup. Ooh. Ooh. You have to give me like this is why, 10 seconds. This is on why this. it's a burning hot take. <laughs> he doesn't know this question's coming. Wow. He finds out what you find out, folks. You know what? I'm I'm going to say man. I'm going to say New Orleans and Baltimore. Okay. Any particular reason? Um I think with New Orleans, I don't know, is something like I just feel like Drew's going to win one more Super Bowl. And I think if there's a whole season it's going to be here to do it. And I think that Emmanuel Sanders Going to New Orleans is going to be a lot, have a much bigger impact than people think. Especially I think with, at the very least, it's in people's heads. With, it's in the defensive with, backs' uh, heads. Exactly. But for like the average person, I don't think they're going to notice that Emmanuel Sanders is there. But Drew throws a lot, and Emmanuel Sanders doesn't drop passes. So yeah, that's going to be never, huge. Never forget, Julio Jones emerged because Roddy White drew double coverage. Yeah. Let's never forget that. When Julio Jones was a rookie, Roddy White was the star on that team, and he emerged and got a lot of targets because Roddy White drew a lot of attention. If Mike Thomas draws a lot of attention, and I'm not saying Emmanuel Sanders and and Julio Jones, they're both different places in their career comparatively, but you can't ignore one for the other. So if you're going to start keying in on Thomas because he catches everything that goes in his direction, then Sanders is going to have opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, and who else is there? There's other guys there. Who else is there? I got, I don't even know off the top of my head. I've been doing so much, <laughs> so much. Oh my God. The, 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 just the doing the metric this week blew my mind. So, oh, um, Deontay Harris and Marcus Callaway are still there. Uh, yeah. Oh, Traquan Smith. And That's Traquan who I'm Smith. forgetting. He's, he was their third receiver. Yeah. God help you. If you decide to ignore the fact that Traquan Smith is on the field in a three wideout situation, oh, and by the way, just in case, if you if you feel like you got all of them covered, unless he's hurt, Jared Cook is the tight end. Yeah. So and Kamara catches. And yes, exactly. They've got weapons all over the place. That whole that entire backfield, Kamara. Oh well, Kamara's getting a breather. Latavius Murray doesn't have terrible hands. Oh well, Latavius Murray's getting his ankle taped up. Well, guess who the third guy up is? It's Ty Montgomery. Remember Ty Montgomery, the guy who was yeah. a wideout and yep. then transferred to, to running back? So they've got depth. New Orleans is – I don't know I don't know how much I trust New Orleans this year. I really don't. It's their, I think the question mark is their defense. It, it's a major question mark. It's a major question mark. And, and uh, oh, well, Drew Brees is old and he could go down. Okay, great. You know who the next man up is? It's Jameis. I throw the ball every down and someone will catch it. Sometimes it's on my team, Winston. And don't forget about Taysom Hill. What are you going to do if he's on the field? He's a freaking X factor. I mean, (laughs) 
I, I think I would not be surprised if there's a play at least once this year where Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, and Jameis Winston are all on the field at the same time. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I, you know, and, it won't, and the play won't happen. If, if a defensive coordinator ever looks up and sees that, the next two words after holy crap are timeout. <laughs> He's stopping the clock. He does not. He, not yep. going to happen. So, all right. So, uh, for, so my, my Super Bowl, I've got Seattle. I think that the the West rises again this year. I've got Seattle over Baltimore in the championship. Um, I think that Russell Wilson is going to. I think Lamar is, if he stays healthy, is going to have an amazing year. I think they're going to walk into that, and Lamar Jackson is going to be the big story, much like um, Patrick Mahomes was last year. But the difference is uh, Russell Wilson has been there and done that. And as a result, I think it's going to be, you know, while Lamar Jackson is taking poses and whatnot, it's going to be a hold my beer moment. And we're going to see mm-hmm. that as great as he is. I mean, we still he still he can get rattled. We saw it last year in the playoffs. He can. Lamar has got to get over that rattling. We need to see a you know, what we need to see out of Baltimore. We need to see a comeback like we saw with Kansas City and Houston last playoff. What was it? Twenty one nothing and or twenty four nothing. I don't know, because yeah, I really started to drink something. I was drinking heavily at that point. I was drinking (laughs) heavily. So I I don't remember. But I, I, again, the poise that, that Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes walked out there the entire time. Like he had a lead. Like I have a lead. I'm just going to keep scoring. And that was, there was never, you never sensed a moment of panic on the Kansas city offense. You sense it on their defense. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. The defense, there were guys walking up and down the bench screaming, and they weren't taking orders for the pizza after the game. <laughs> I don't know they what were to screaming, do. <laughs> you know, you know, the, but so I, I, I'm going to take Seattle over Baltimore in the championship. So now a quick, quick aside. Why, Please. Wouldn't, why wouldn't you say Tennessee? Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I think Easy Tennessee's answer. Tennessee. It's there's, they're a running team. You know, they have AJ Brown. Fantasy wise, I'm over Corey Davis. Yeah, but is AJ Brown hurt? AJ Brown healthy? He is questionable as of right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and then everyone's gonna ask, why don't you think your Chiefs are gonna repeat? <sighs> because I didn't think the Chiefs were gonna win it last year either. That's so fair. I never pick. <laughs> I I try very hard not to pick my team to win things. That's fair. I try neither, very neither very hard. That's really that's really <laughs> honestly it. Hey, but you know what, Craig, one more quick thing, and then we got to move on. Yeah. We want a, a quick thank you to Player FM. We have been ranked yet again in their top daily fantasy football podcasts uh, for 2020. So thank you to them. I'm looking at the list. There's some really great names on here. I, I'm presuming when they say we, we only record once a week, so they must be talking about daily fantasy sports, not daily fantasy football casts. Not a cast <laughs> that happen every day but podcasts that cover daily fantasy football games. <laughs> so, so thank you to player FM for recognizing our hard work. Thank you. But, hey, but you know what, Craig, it's week one, which means it is time for the return of America's favorite game. Yes. All right. So folks, America's favorite game. It's been a couple of weeks. There is a strong correlation between being in the a high and the over under and fantasy points, because the, the basic idea is, if your team is expected to score 70 points, then your guys, the guys on that team are a better choice. If those guys have an over-under in the single digits, 
you're probably not taking that running back to get three touchdowns because that's not how single-digit over-unders work. So <laughs> every week during the fantasy season, Craig gets three strikes, and I ask him to identify a number of team, or a number of matchups that are either over a certain number or under a certain number. This week, Craig, we have two games that are in the 50-plus category. Okay. And two games that are under 42. Ooh, okay. Do you want to start with the overs or the unders? You have let's three go, strikes. Um, let's go with over. All right, so I've got two games that are, are at least a 50-plus over-under. So these are, t- these are games where there's likely to be a lot of scoring, and thus the players might be better fantasy choices. Give me one of them. Uh, Houston, Kansas City. Absolutely. 54-and-a-half is the over-under for the game to, to uh, Thursday night at Arrowhead. I didn't see a predicted total, but I would imagine, I believe, what are the Chiefs? The Chiefs are, are favored by what? Hold on, I got the spread um, right. On uh, nine. DraftKings, 112. We, on normal <laughs> sites, it's a nine-point <laughs> spread. So that means, uh, so what they're looking at uh, is a 50-25, 29-25-ish as a final score. No, that's not right. Try that again. That's that's not enough points. It would be, be 31. To 27. 31 to 23. So, so that's an eight point spread, but that's 54. So 30, 32 say, cause it's a half point 32, 23 is the presumptive final there. I'll take a, tw- I'll take, I'll take the Texans. I'll take the, the, the chief studs with the 31 points. I'll, Mahomes. That makes Mahomes interesting to me. Definitely makes the wideouts interesting to me. And Travis Kelsey, if they score 31 points and Travis Kelsey doesn't have a touchdown, I'm shocked. Bill, yeah. I'm shocked. So he, you're right. Wasn't he questionable too? I don't believe so, but that okay. doesn't mean Maybe that, that was last week. True. But all right. Uh, over. Right, so the he, other one. What was he over again? Over fifty. Over fifty. Over fifty. Let's go Seattle Atlanta. No <sighs> strike one. All right, all right. I'm looking it up. Seattle Atlanta is at very close. That's a forty-nine. Oh. Okay. Very close. Uh, you know what? With all the hubbub, let's go Tampa, New Orleans. Strike two. By the way, Travis Kelsey was upgraded on uh, yesterday's injury report, so that's good. Oh, okay. Uh, let's pull that game up. Uh, that's another 49. Wow. <laughs> well, no, all right, so you've got two strikes, so your clue is the number's 51 and a half. Oh, man. These other games are terrible. Uh those are excellent guesses. And there's another one out there that I'm like, if he guesses this and he gets it wrong, I won't be shocked. There's actually two of them out there. I'm staring at them like, two oh my them, God, huh? he can guess these. <laughs> well, there's two of them that are like, are close to it. And I'm like, he could look at this and see these being high scoring events. Um, I know what? Uh, Green Bay, Minnesota. No, that's strike three. I'm sorry. Oh. Green Bay versus Minnesota is 45 and a half. So the correct answer was Dallas at the Rams. Man, I was looking at that. Cowboys at the Rams was the correct answer there. So, okay, so he strikes out on the 50-plus, but he gets a shot at the unders. I'm looking for two games that are under, are 42 or under. Indy Jacksonville. Indy versus Jacksonville is not one of them. Colts, uh, where is it? Colt, that's a 45. All right. That's a 45. Colt 45. (laughs) All right. Um, Pittsburgh Giants. 47, strike two. 
Hey, folks, give me a break. It's the first week. It's, it's the first year. week. I don't even know if you remember we were going to do this. It just kind of <laughs> just started doing it. Uh, you know what? Let's um, let's invoke Sean and say Bears Detroit. Steelike three. Oh. Bears versus Detroit is 43 and a half. The correct answer is Jets at Bills, hmm. which is a 39 and a half. Wow. Uh, let's see what hmm. the spread on that is. The spread on that game is six and a half. So 39, half of that would be 20. So take away three. So it'll be 23, 17, roughly. So they're not even thinking the Jets are going to get 20 points. 23, 17. Wow. That's, that's, that, I don't know if that's a credit to the Jets defense or they're just not sure what to make of the Bills defense yet. And the other one is Titans Broncos. That one is a 41 and a half. And it's a half. It's a point and a half spread. So that For would be Tennessee. Tennessee is favored on the road in Denver. Well, that's because Von Miller is broken. And Von Miller is broken. So, I mean, if that's 41 and a half, that's roughly 21-20. 21-19 is basically what they're saying. Hmm. I, okay, I so so the end analysis is I, I like people on Texans Chiefs. The over-under tells me I should like Texans Chiefs players and I should like Cowboys Rams players. I shouldn't like Jets, Bills, and Titans, Broncos. All right, Texans, Chiefs, Cowboys, Rams, four teams. I tell you, you can use you, you got to disregard one of those four. You can't use anybody on them, even though they're favored. Texans, Chiefs, Cowboys, Rams. Who are you throwing away? Uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, me too. I trust players on ev- all those other. So, by the way, speaking really quick on the Texans, there is also a um, gridiron heights on the draft on how difficult and, and the episode centers on the draft being hacked and people being forced to make bad picks. <laughs> and when they get to the Houston Texans, Bill O'Brien says, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Mine's fine <laughs> because the hacker trusts him to screw it up all by himself. So, all right. So oh, on man. the other side of it, jets and bills, Titans and Broncos, what team do you trust there? What team do I trust? If we just said, those are teams that you probably want to fade a little bit. But if you were going to use players from one, Jets, Bills, Titans, Broncos, who would you use? Which team? That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, you're thinking, I'm just going to go right out and say the Broncos. They've got so many new weapons there. I mean, they're so deep at running back. Jerry Judy. That's true. Yep. I was actually looking right at their logo when you said that. Um, Yeah. Especially if their defense is broken, they may be playing from behind a lot. So that means, you know, possibly bigger plays. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Now it is what everybody has waited for. I went into my computer and I woke up the metric. So for those who don't know what the metric is, is Britt takes all of the information he has, puts in projected fantasy points that he thinks people are going to score, runs it through an analysis based on draft king prices and comes up with the people that he thinks are valuable players. I'm not always going to give you the name of the person who's going to score the most points, but I'm going to give you names of people who are going to sport, score a lot of points relative to how much they cost. My 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 goal is always to get to 3x points or more, and that means if you have if your salary is 4000, 4 times 3 is 12, I need you to score at least 12 points to be a valuable play. So I said to the metric, I said, "Listen, last year you gave me a lot of crap. <laughs> Here's the information. 
Now, come on. First week last year, it spit out Darren Waller, and that turned out to be gold. We won a lot of money last year we in did. the first week, which we was did. good because we, we struggled a little bit down the stretch with a lot of injuries and such. But um, it gave us Darren Waller, and it was a fantastic Thursday. I said, come on, let's start with quarterback. Give me a name. <laughs> and the metric said, don't worry about it. I've got you, Jared Goff. <laughs> and I said, what in the holy hell? Jared Goff is $5,700 on DraftKings which is an absolute bargain at quarterback. And I've got him slated for about 20 points, which is around 3.4 X. If he gets to 20 points, it is one. And don't forget Cowboys Rams has a high over under. I think that game could become a shootout. And I think Jared Goff may be a strong value play, a very strong value play. I like Patrick Mahomes, but he's 7,400. And he's on the cusp there. I, you know, it if he was lot. cheaper, it's a lot. So I'll save the seventeen hundred dollars, and I'll probably start my lineups off with Jared Goff. Craig, what do you got this week in quarterback at DFS? Who do you like? I definitely same that Jared Goff. I think he could possibly have a bit big week against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Again, like side, just a quick sidebar. Everyone knows that this has been a really weird year and really weird off season people are getting like hamstring injuries all over the place so week wins week one is going to be interesting (laughs) yeah i agree yeah definitely jared goff uh you know i do like jimmy garoppolo he's actually a little bit cheaper and he's playing arizona i know arizona is improving but i still think san francisco is a better team in general than um the Cardinals so he's a hundred dollars more expensive than golf but again he's still sixteen hundred dollars cheaper than Mahomes right. he's still uh a fifteen hundred dollars cheaper than than Russell Wilson he is like two thousand dollars cheaper more than two thousand dollars cheaper than um Lamar Jackson what yep. so people are gonna sit there and say well why aren't you talking about Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson's 8100 that's a lot of money in DFS folks I've, I've got him pegged for 24 points but 20 points for Jared Goff at $5,700 is a better value than the 24 at 8100 for Lamar Jackson. You have to to build a competent DFS lineup. And by the way, a reminder, we are talking cash games here. Double Not ups and 50-50s. Tournaments, <clears throat> different bag, baby. <laughs> Listen to other people about tournaments. I'm not a tournament guy. Okay. Unless it involves Mr. Pringle. <laughs> Unless it tells me Byron Pringle and I've had a few drinks on Sean's couch. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We got to talk about Sean, by the way. Uh, sure. So we had our house draft this week. He is on double se- double secret probation <laughs> right now for the podcast. So if you go back to our running back roundtable, yep. you will hear Sean say, and I pseudo quote here, I don't think I'm going to have any shares of Clyde Edwards Hilaire yep. because what's he going up around seven or eight? That's way too early. I probably wouldn't take him. Last Thursday night, with the seven pick in the first round, that son of a bitch drafted Clyde <laughs> yes, Edwards-Hilaire. And I literally got up from my computer and tipped my chair over and walked away he, because I remember him saying it. He did. Now, in his defense, he finally – it took him like five days to come up with a rational excuse. But he did finally text me and say after he thought about it, he thought about that 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 maybe he overestimated that and that that was the best value of the position and he did not 
envision that scenario. <clears throat> yeah, and the fact that we do keep one player, so he's assuming our first round yeah, is the second bullshit. round. But that's not how it works. Yeah, but I that's know. not how it works. Our keeper system, you are rewarded for keeping people who you draft later in drafts. So the number so people and you can't keep anyone who's kept taken in the first five rounds. Oh god damn it, my my draft is up again. Oh just, we're still just draft, baseball. <laughs> just draft somebody Oh, this is my last pick. Oh, here we go. Do it oh, live. Crap, what do I need? Live on the air. Brit's uh, last pick is, uh, of I need a ball. tight end. Oh god, a tight end in round nineteen? Uh I don't even know who these guys are. <laughs> who the hell is Aikens on tight end? Jordan Aikens. Uh, sure, why not? Dawson Darren Fells is made of plastic. <laughs> there we go. All right, Jordan Aikens is Mr. Irrelevant on my team. So, yeah, and people are allowed to change their minds, but I was just like, you son of a bitch, I have this on tape. Don't you try to t- dance around this and tell me and don't try to tell me well the keepers matter. No. The first pick in our draft was still uh, McCaffrey. The second pick was still Barkley. The big names are still there. So I don't want to hear his crap. He's on probation. He's on probation <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Okay. All right. So so Mahomes is a higher-end option. We like Goff and Garoppolo as cheaper alternatives. Beyond that, the, the metric reaches. At one point, it said, well, what about Mitchell Trubisky? And I said, what about no? <laughs> so How do you feel about this- Josh Allen against the Jets? I think he's got potential, but I don't think they're going to have to throw. That's fair. I think they're going to run all over him. I mean, maybe running back is a better option for them. And on that note, let's talk about the running backs. So running back, I felt a little bit better about what the metric was telling me. The metric did pull up a cheap name, and that was Antonio Gibson. It really loves Antonio Gibson. Why? Because Antonio Gibson now with Adrian Peterson leaving – this is the guy in Washington, right? I'm not screwing yes. that up. No, he okay, is. because he's newer. He's and newer, Ga- so. and Geis is gone. And Geis is gone. AP is gone. When they put out these salaries like three months ago, those guys were both still there. Now Gibson's going to see a larger share. That makes him a more valuable play. I've still only got him pegged for about 11 or 12 points. He might get in the end zone, but he's probably going to have a couple of catches for a couple of yards. He's probably have 50 or 60 yards on the ground, in my opinion. So, but because he's so cheap. That puts him into the, the the value range at 3x. So I like Antonio Gibson this week. Um, if you're looking higher end, the metric, some it's, Tigers don't change their spots. And when Tigers don't change their spots, they pick Bengals. The metric <laughs> wants wants us to take Joe Mixon um, at 6,700. He's got him pegged for about 18 points, which puts him just under 3x. So Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon, you like those guys? You like anybody else? Uh, so definitely I'm, you know, I'm also on the Joe Mixon train. Uh, Get on board. Playing, you know, they're playing, uh, the chargers, their defense is questionable. I've seen their defense be listed as like a sleeper pick defense, but I, I can't name a single player on that defense. I don't think they're, that they're there. Uh, especially, you know, he's 6,700. So he's like, he's right in the middle. And now people are going to say, Hey, why don't you just pick Christian McCaffrey? Well, Christian McCaffrey is 10 grand. So yeah. you can pick him, but then the rest of your team is going to not be good. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, so if you want to spend up, if you want to spend up at running back, right? Christian McCaffrey, by the way, on DraftKings is $10,000. Yes. <laughs> good luck with it. Oh, Joey Bosa is still there. And then I you can't look at it like J.K. Dobbins, he's he's half that. He's five grand. Right. So here's So you could conceivably get like – you could use Gibson and Mixon 
if you, I mean, it, or you could pay up. I mean, if you really want to go for an Alvin Kamara, yeah, Kamara is going to have more points than Gibson, but he's also 7,200. I think that Kamara and I have Kamara and, and Mixon in the same range points wise, but Kamara is $500 more expensive. Right. So it's not so a that value. It down. It's not a value to your lineup. Right. There's also the Tariq, the, the Tariq Cohen effect. If Montgomery doesn't play, which is looking more and more like a possibility, uh, then Tariq Cohen at 4,900 might be a value play, but I just, I, I don't have it there. I just, I don't have it. So I'm really looking at using Gibson and or Mixon. Um, there's also some logic to using James Conner. I don't know. Um, but there's, there's not really a lot of the cheap, cheap guys out there that are going to be like, you know, even even Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he's a rookie, but he's 7K this weekend. And we have no idea what we're going to see out of him. And don't forget, too, DraftKings, if you're not playing, if you're playing the main slate, Thursday's out. Right. You can't you can't play Thursday on the no main Thursday slate. Games. So so I'm look Gibson and Mixon are my kind of picks at, at, at running back. So wide receiver, the metric was like, listen to me, I'm giving you three names. Take these three names and go to the bank and retire. <laughs> and those three names were Deontay Johnson. Jerry Judy and CD lamb. And I went, maybe I have no idea. And no, <laughs> I do like Deontay Johnson as a seasonal pick. Um, and here's the thing. The reason was Deontay Johnson's 4,200 Jerry Judy's 4,000 CD lamb is 4,100. Those two guys are rookies. And Deontay Johnson has a fluctuating role in the, the Steeler offense. Okay. And, and the Steelers is a, a Monday night game, right? So again, it's not gonna be on the main slate. It's not going to be on the main slate because they only do the Sunday games on the main slate. Mm -hmm. So those, if you're playing a full weekend and you want to take a risk, now here's the thing. You use those three guys and you're spending $8,300, or I'm sorry, no, $12,000, $12,300 across your entire wide receiver core. Now, all of a sudden, you can afford Christian McCaffrey. Now, all of a sudden, you might be able to afford Alvin Kamara. So there is some logic to it. Those are the three guys the metric likes. I think I'm going to spend up at wideout and try to save elsewhere just because I don't like the value picks at wideout. I would rather use Gibson and Mixon so that I can save six or 700 bucks over here so that I can go up to a Devontae Adams. So I can go up uh, maybe to an Allen Robinson or a Kenny Galladay. Those guys in that 6,000, 7,000 range or like even DK Metcalf at 5,800. I want to spend up a little bit rather than throw roll the dice on this early on on johnson judy and lamb what are you thinking about whiteouts because i I really like to hear your thoughts on this one so it's it's hard this year it is hard this year especially whiteout with rookie whiteouts it's i think rookie receivers is are probably the hardest yeah position because when you're like say you're a rookie running back you know you're you are literally doing the same thing you're doing in college right yeah you're running the you're ball learning. but now you you all of a sudden you're a receiver, you're going onto a brand new team with people you've never played with before, and then timing's you're going different. timing's different. The playbook is completely different. The timing with the quarterback is different. Like yep. there's just a lot going on, so you really never know how rookie receivers are going to be, especially a week one, especially with this weird year we're having. So, yep. If you want to if you want to use one of them to just save some money, like I would probably go with Judy. Yeah, out of the three of them, but yeah, I would yeah, spend I would, up and Deontay Johnson. If I got to use one, it's gonna be Deontay Johnson. So yeah, so but I but would spend up to try to get um, like uh, Devontae Adams or 
you know, Julio Jones is 7,700, a little pricey. DK Metcalf is 5,800. Um, I actually, I actually, instead of Julio Jones, I kind of like Calvin Ridley. I think Ridley's might have a pretty good year. So, and he's I think that's a possibility. I'm having a sneezing fit, so keep talking. <laughs> Bless you. Um, but then you look at guys, you know, like T.Y. Helton's 5,800, maybe, new quarterback. Uh, Chris Godwin, Tampa is too pricey for me. He's seventy one hundred. I don't another think, new quarterback. Another new quarterback. I don't think that's gonna happen. You know, you know, and everyone's like, Well, what about Odell? He's fifty nine. Yeah, you, you could try using a Brown who yeah. has issues on uh, the internet lately. And and here's the thing too, all these guys I apologize for the, the quick sneezing fit I had. Fortunately I have a mic that auto mutes, so I can just slide it up. I did punch the mic at one point while Craig was talking. So if you heard a popping <laughs> sound, sorry, that was me punching the mic trying to mute myself. So uh, here's the thing. People talk about running backs. Oh, I don't want a running back in a timeshare. Every wide receiver in the league is in a timeshare. All of them. Michael Thomas doesn't get 100% of the passes. So people have to look at – so I agree with Craig. So I'm looking at the list right now, and I'm just going to run down the guys that were in the order. And by the way, no one made the pure value line. No one made the 3X line in the metric this week, which is unusual. But I think that's also because of COVID, and I think because our, our numbers are a little bit down. We don't know what to expect from wideouts this week, and we don't know which wideouts to target. But I'm looking at the list. Guys who have been consistently with the same person. Well, Deontay Johnson's in his second year with the Steelers. Second year, maybe third. I think it's second year. But he know, but, but was Roethlisberger was hurt last year, was he not? Yes. So he missed time there. Judy's a rookie. Lamb's a rookie. Deshaun Jackson. He's a veteran. He knows Wentz, but both of them missed time. Marquise Brown is probably the most experienced of the top five or six guys in the metric list. But even still, he's not the he's not going to be the primary target there. In my opinion, he's not going to be the primary target there. And there's a lot of mouths to feed. So if, if I'm looking for studs, the highest rated stud I've got is Devontae Adams. I've got Devontae Adams at about 19 points, but he's 7,300. So I, I'm honestly, I'm probably going to try and use uh, like a Devonte Adams and like maybe a Terry McLaurin. I don't know what to make a Haskins. So same problem. McLaurin and Haskins haven't played together. Washington, the Washington team is just, uh, it's crazy. Mess. Oh. Speaking of crazy, let's well, go ahead. No quick thing about, since you mentioned retro bowl before someone actually asked yeah. the guy who made retro bowl. Now that Washington is called, you know, the Washington team, if he was going to have to change the name in the game, yeah. And he was like, no, it's a city, so we can just leave it. <laughs> yeah, he's not using team names, right? He's just using cities. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care if their team name changes, ever. So, all right, let's talk about tight ends. Tight ends, I've got a little bit more clarity, and I feel a little bit better about the tight ends. The The first name that the metrics spit out is the name that I'm going to probably use, which is Hayden Hurst. Um, Baltimore, right? Why am, I, why am I drawing a blank? Man, I'm drawing blanks on stuff. No, Hayden Hurst isn't in Baltimore. That's where no, Mark he, Andrews is. He left. Yeah, where the hell is Hayden Hurst? Uh, why, jeez, come on! You're supposed to know this off the top of <laughs> your a, head, he's son. He's the Falcons. He's a Falcon. He's okay, a Falcon. Thank and you. Austin Hooper is a Brown. See, and that's the thing. When I put in the metric, I just put in position and name. I never carry over teams. I should just carry over a team column and let it auto-populate off of some website. I should just do that. But I think I, I, I've been on the record. I think Atlanta's going to be better this year. I think their offense is going to be a little bit better. I definitely think that. Um, Adding uh, Todd Gurley was a big step up. So I think that's going to open up opportunities. Like you said, Calvin Ridley. We expect Calvin Ridley to take a step forward. I think Hayden Hurst is going to have the opportunities. And unlike 
I think tight end routes are a little closer to running back routes than they are with wide receiver. So there is still the timing issue, but I think that he's going to be good. I like Hayden Hurst this week and he's only 4,300. So if you're looking for other people, the, this is where the metrics, you know, we start to think it's smoking a little crack. It starts going (laughs) super cheap and it wants to use Chris Herndon. And I'm like, well, the jets are terrible. Chris Herndon's only $3,300. So if he gets into the end zone, so that means he needs what one touchdown. Yeah. A touchdown, I think is seven points. So yeah. that's two X. He needs, he needs like, he needs, uh, he needs to get to basically the 10 points. So he needs, uh, a touchdown, two like, catches and a total of 10 yards. <clears throat> oh, he can, or yeah. like four catches for like up for like 70 yards, something like that. So mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't, if he doesn't get in the end zone, it's not the end of the world, but if he gets in the end zone, he needs one other play for like 15 yards and he's, he's in, he's in three X territory. The question is, can the jets get the ball? Chris Herndon, the ball in the end zone. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> So then I say, okay, what if I don't want to use Hayden Hurst or Chris Herndon? And that's where the metric decides, you know, past the duchy, I'm going with Jack Doyle. And that's where I said, no, where this conversation is over. This conversation <laughs> is over. I'm not using Jack Doyle. Not. I, I think I've learned my lesson on Jack Doyle. I'm not going to use it. And I said that. You watch. Jack Doyle will have a tremendous game. <laughs> three times a year, Jack Doyle is fantasy gold. Good luck telling me which three they're going to be. So if I want to spend up a little bit, I'm probably looking at Tyler Higby at 5,000. If I really want to spend up out of the big three, Andrews, Kittle, and Kelsey, I'm probably looking at Andrews at 6,000. So um, where where are you looking this week at tight end? Uh, yeah, I think Hayden Hurst is a steal at 4,300. And um, if you want to spend up, you know, Kittle is playing Arizona. So, but he's 7,200. He's 7,200. So, you know, you'll have to watch your money if you really want to use him. That's the I thing. So, we're, Hurst yeah. is probably the best the best value. You know, there is Waller's playing Carolina. You know, he's 5,900. So, yep. that's not that's not terrible. It's not terrible. I just, I think teams are awake to Waller now. And I just don't know what to. And there's that the Renfro has kind of come out a little bit. Amari Cooper is going to lead the way. You know, I, I, Hunter Renfro was not a name we were saying last year in week one. So no. I, I think it makes a little more sense. There's just a little bit more emphasis. And we don't forget that uh, last year at this time, Waller was a $4,000 player, um, maybe even cheaper than that. He might have been down to 3500 And he's 40. He's what he's at now. He's so 5900 I, um, I would definitely fade Austin Hooper this week against Baltimore. I, we, we don't, I don't know what to make about Hooper and Njoku. I don't. I think I if don't. I had to pick one of them, I think I would pick Njoku over Hooper just for salary because I think Hooper is like 5,100 and Njoku is 36. Njoku is 36. I don't even see – I don't have either of them rated, which means I have them at less than eight points. So, all right, so eight points for David Njoku, that's, that's, a, that's a generous – I'm not saying I gave him eight points. I'm saying that's where I stop putting in folks. Once I have a, a, a list of people that are making at least eight points, I stop entering them in. So if I put in David Njoku at eight points, it, it's still like two to two X. It's two point two X. So it's it's not going to be it's not going to be valuable to me. I would rather if I'm going to do that, that I'm going to spend forty three hundred on Hayden Hurst, or I'm going to go forty two hundred and take a chance on Noah Noah Fant or T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson's forty two hundred. And it's another guy, man. These all these guys need is one good twenty yard catch that results in a touchdown. You know, they're standing at the 20 yard line, all hell's breaking loose and the quarterback dumps it off and they run five yards into the end zone. And these guys make value, but 
figure out which one of those guys is going to be. Who do you have confidence in? You know, if I said to you, all right, here's your choices, Chris Herndon, Noah Fat, or TJ Hawkinson, which one do you take? Oh, man. I think you just pick one. money-wise, I think I would just go with Herndon because it's yeah. he's 3,300. Because all three of them have about the same chance of catching a touchdown in my book. Same percentage. So, all right, defense is really quick. You're going to be shocked by this, but <laughs> the, the the defensive projections, no one knows what to make of defense this early. So all of my defensive projections, everyone's between five and eight points. When everybody's crowded like that, do you know what happens in the metric? What the metric just goes with cheap teams. <laughs> because, you know what, sometimes you just, you just have to do that. <laughs> because if the difference between the Ravens at 3,100 and Washington at 2,000 is only two points, then it makes sense to save 1,100 bucks and go with the crappy team. So that is what the metric is telling me to do this week. They're recommending you use the football team from Washington <laughs> because they're only 2,000. Who are they even playing? Who's Washington playing this week? Uh, that sounds crazy. Do, 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 Philly. That could be crazy. But that 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 game was not did not make the over under, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. um, the other team that I'm I'm really looking at, I might consider using the Jets at 2100. Why? Well, according to the according to the Vegas, Bills are only going to score two touchdowns, maybe three. I, I, I so so what happens if all right? So they give up 21 points, and that's like a minus two in DraftKings. They get one turnover, all of a sudden they're plus. You know, if they get two sacks, all of a sudden they're plus in the DraftKings system. As bad as the Jets are, I can't I can't see them going. A, 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 I can't see them getting blown out by the Bills, and I can't see um, I can't see them not having some sort of defensive presence, particularly with the them still trying to work out who's carrying the ball and and whatnot. And you know, I I I, I think now that I'm looking at it, I'm thinking about it. I think I'd rather spend twenty one hundred on the Jets than two thousand on the, the the Washington football team. So what do you think this week? What do you, what are you looking at? Defense is usually where we save money. Yeah. So it's I'm not looking of, to go a lot of money to be saved. <laughs> I mean, the um, Ravens are 3,100. The chiefs are 3,000. The Steelers are 3,900. So what's, what's the most you would pay for a defense? What depends on what they're, what I'm expecting their output to be. It would all be depend on their value, but I mean, I'm not going to spend $3,900 on the Steelers for eight points when I can get, two thousand dollars for five points right you know again so i mean i'm gonna get uh, for for so 3900 for eight points that's 2x but if i do 2000 for five points that's two and a half so yes i'm not i'm giving up three points but i'm saving two thousand dollars in salary and with how much concern i have at whiteout that's two thousand dollars two thousand dollars in the whiteout ranks this week is a lot is the difference between kenny galladay and deontay johnson yeah that is so if i so what would you rather you you could have galladay but you got to use the washington defense or you got to take deontay johnson but you get the Steeler defense i'm getting more bang for my buck by taking galladay in the bad defense because i'm going to get an extra four points from the wide receiver i'm only sacrificing two or three points in the defense so yeah, I, I'm probably I, using Washington or the Jets. Yeah, I would definitely say the Jets just for the the value of them. If you're looking at matchups, you know, Indy isn't bad, but they're three thousand. So yeah, you know, you you lose a grand that way. You know, the Vikings are twenty five hundred, but honestly, I think the Packers are going to win that game because 
personally this year I think Aaron Rodgers is on a a giant fuck you season to the yeah. uh, Packers head office. So yeah, I agree. And I look at, I look at, well, the jets are a woeful offense. Well, the bills are 3,700. The jets aren't that woeful that I can think that I can spend the extra $1,700 over Washington. Right. Uh, let me see who else we got here. Titans, the Titans game, Titans Broncos is supposed to be a low scoring affair. Well, the Titans are 2,800. Where are the Broncos on this list? Where are you? They gotta be here somewhere. I ranked every team in defenses. I don't have them alphabetically sorted. There they are. <laughs> They're also 2,800. So I just, I can't, I can't sit there. So I can spend 2,800 on a team that's expected to give up 20 points, or I can spend 2,000 on a team that's giving up 23. And that's a difference of a point for $300. Seriously. I mean, there are areas you can afford to go cheap. So here's my advice this week. My advice this week is to, Use I'm, I'm going to use Antonio Gibson in a lot of lineups this week to save the money. I am going to use Hayden Hurst, and I'm going to use Washington to save money so that I can spend up. I can get a, a value, a reasonable value, a quarterback, and then I can spend all the rest of that money getting the best wideouts I can. I'm still going to end up with some shares of Deontay Johnson, but I'm also going to end up with some shares of, of uh, Devontae Adams. So right. I am absolutely spending down at tight end and defense so i can spend up at wideout. exactly that's my fantasy advice for the week so my dfs advice for the week craig we are already we're over time wow damn it i'm telling you the season starts this is what happens every year folks (laughs) we work like crazy for 20 weeks that playoffs end and craig and i look at each other and go man we're gonna have to talk about beer for like the next six months we got (laughs) nothing to talk about and then July comes, we're like, holy crap, we got to start, we got this new season, we got to get going on this stuff. And then week one comes, and I'm like, Craig, we, we got to increase our data plan <laughs> because we just, we're going to have too much to talk about, and this is where we are. So, That's what happens. really, really quick, we got 60 seconds each. Final thoughts. Craig, you go first. Uh, really quick, hi, Deb. And I would yes, say hi, this Deb. week, uh, if you're new to DFS, and if you're not new, even if you're not new to DFS, I would probably go a little lighter this first yeah. week just because of how weird of a year it's been and how injury prone everyone has been in practice. So just uh, don't, don't overspend. Absolutely. Go light. You know what we say? Stick to your budget. Yeah. If your, your budget, the lowest amount you spend in your budget should be week one, because this is the week that you have no idea what's going to happen. So go cheap on week one. I absolutely agree with, with Craig there. Draft season is done. It is time to go enjoy some football enjoy football this week my final thought is just go out there and enjoy it uh we don't know how this is going to go folks we don't we we saw baseball restart uh we've seen basketball restart in its bubble bubbles aren't going to work for nfl teams it's just it's not the same situation that you can use you play one nfl game on a, a grass field that it needs pretty much all week to bounce back from it you know, you go down, you you wipe a court down 15 minutes later, another game can happen in basketball. That's not how this is going to work. So we're going to keep our fingers crossed. So go with my, my, my real final thought advice. Don't be stupid. Do not cram into bars. Do not put yourself at risk. The If you really value football and you value keeping it around, keep in mind that each and every one of us has the potential to stop the spread of COVID by just staying home and watching the games from home. Be safe. Enjoy the games. Get a Zoom meeting with your buddies. Order some delivery wings and just party it out. But 
don't go nuts and let, let's let's make sure that we can kind of get ahead of these things because that guy standing next to you um, at the bar might be the grocery guy for one of your favorite football players. And next thing you know, he catches it in that bar from you or from somebody else and he transfers it to the player and we may lose football. Football players are human beings like the rest of us. They get injured and they ha- they can catch this. Let's be safe. Be safe out there. Take care of yourselves and take care of your teams. And as always, leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Player FM. Thank you again, Player FM. Thank you. For that fantastic nod. Stitcher. Uh, we're on iHeart. We're all over the place. Email us, fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, the Football Fignuts Podcast. We're technically on Twitter, but I'm staying the hell away from Twitter until after the election is over. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. This is our first time we've had to do this in an election cycle. And my God, Twitter just drops off a cliff of insanity during during an election season. Does. So I, I thought it was bad in 2018. It's worse in 2020. But we'll be back next week. Next week. We will have all of our breakdown from week one, and we will have week two DFS and news. We appreciate you joining us. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.